You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early, so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts, so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. have just leveled up to level five we did that off recording so tell us what's new what's here what what are you doing what's new about you so the biggest thing is remember when i was pulling like negative numbers damage every time i tried to chill touch <laughs> and i was like poking the cubes except it did work yeah um, i remember all those dartled. twos and threes Yes, all of them. Uh, Dartle now gets a little more power in his chill touch. He can also use vampiric touch, and he can finally, everybody, he can finally animate the dead. Yay! Controversy! I'm so excited. Uh, Dartle's not going to be happy with it. It's going to be so fun. You'll see what's going to happen if we if we get to it today. Okay. Who's next? I can go next. Yeah, go for it. Kitsa, what's um, new with you? What's new with me? So I traded out Chill Touch for Toll the Dead since Dartle has Chill Touch and I also never use it because I can just Eldritch Blast. And as far as I'm concerned, if I can't Eldritch Blast something, I'm just not meant to hit it. Yeah. Um, I got access to third level spell slots. I took Hypnotic Pattern, rolled Hit Dice, and then I got one more Eldritch Invocation. So I traded out the Mask of Many Faces for Eyes of the Runekeeper, and then I also added Eldritch Sight in addition to the Agonizing Blast Invocation. Cool. So, yeah. All right, Juilliard, what's up? Okay, <clears throat> um, so I'm multi-classed into a rogue, so I am a level four monk and a level one rogue, um, which, among other things, gives me uh, the sneak attack ability, so I can deal an extra 1d6 damage to a creature if I have um, advantage over them, or if they're, I mean, I guess if they're distracted, um, however that plays out. Um, but with that, I got a bunch of crazy bonuses, including an expertise into survival, which gives me a plus seven bonus to survival checks. I have a plus six to a stealth check now, which is incredible. Plus six to athletics, plus four to animal handling, plus six to acrobatics. Um, and my health is at 45 now. Um, so I'm a beefy boy, <clears throat> um, even more than before. And that's pretty much it. And now I, I actually fully know thieves can't now. Not just like, you know, the rooster crows at midnight or whatever. <laughs> um, so yeah, I'm a full on 
apprentice sneaky boy now. So you're level four monk, level one rogue. Yes. Correct. Okay. Cool. Cool stuff, dudes. Uh, Nori leveled up. Uh, he's kind of a low level, but he got some new spells. He got second level spells, and he got some hella hit points. So that's uh, that's good for Nori. So now you guys are in this room with the red jello splayed all across the floor, and uh, you see the uh, square key uh, in the middle of the floor, <laughs> in the middle of the jello remains. Who's gonna go get it? I'll grab it because I'm resistant to the jello remains. Good choice. That's smart. Yeah, Big yeah. Brain. smart. Big brain. <laughs> Galaxy brain moves by Kitsa. Um, yeah. <laughs> cool. So you pick it up. So you now have the uh, circle key, the S key, and the square key. And you need one more, the triangle key, I think. <laughs> we'll say it's yes. the triangle key. Um, it is. My notes are correct this time. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, they weren't correct last time. So... Just saying. <laughs> but I don't know why you hate me if I'm the only one who's bothering you. <laughs> well, do notes matter if they're not correct? Okay. First of all, I don't like your tone. <laughs> they have cute drawings, which is what's important. They do. Yes, that is important. Um, one of the slimes has a monocle. <laughs> I mean, like, it's me way up here, and then there's a large gap, and then it's Amelia, and then there's another large gap, and then it's <laughs> Brennan and Rob at the very bottom. Yeah. <laughs> okay um so the door slides open behind you and you are let back out into the lobby area with all of the all five doors that you saw before and there is one that you have yet to go in um that is not the one with the keys on it or the key silhouettes on it let's see what's behind door number four door number four yeah, I mean, it still feels like my skin's on fire, but I'm, you, I'm sure me and my 10 HP like, can handle whatever's behind this door. Yeah, do you want to take wanna, a like, short rest? Yeah. Yeah. I, mean, I, I would like a short rest. Yeah. I would like a short rest, as I realized I used all my spell slots anticipating a short rest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Let's uh, let's take a short rest before you go into door number four. What are you doing during your short rest? Are you just sitting in the middle of the, the, the middle room, just, like, hanging? Yeah. Just straight vibing. Um, I will ask Nori how he's feeling. I, I'm feeling okay. That that was kind of a scary fight. I didn't like seeing you guys get hurt, but uh, we got him. So it, we got him in the end. So I'm not scared anymore. Did you get hurt at all? No, I, I I'm kind of small, so I don't I don't think that it really saw me as much as it saw you guys. Okay, just make sure if you can when you're doing spells and stuff, if you like stand further back, because I just want to make sure that you don't end up getting like, you know, hit by anything or damaged or anything, because that would be really bad. Oh, okay, I'll leave it to you guys. I mean, feel free to like throw, you know, throw some ice knives from the back, but you know. Yeah, those ice knives were pretty cool, huh? Yeah, (laughs) yeah, they were. Darnold comes over and tries to give Nori a high five. Not a lot of people know how to do magic. Juilliard's like just like kind of like sitting down, still covered in like <laughs> goo, and it's just like you did great. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, thanks for taking those. 
Yeah, you're welcome. It, you know, really, <laughs> really feels good to to you know operate as a unit, and I'm glad I could protect you guys from damage. But I'm, I feel a little bit queasy. You know. You're doing great. Thanks. If I took taken as much damage as you did, I would literally be dead. So. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I know I'm pretty great. I'm awesome. I get it. But Al, <laughs> oh oh lord, oh gosh. There's there's goo in places where there shouldn't be goo. I I should have worn you know heavier shoes. If I, I just if I had known there'd be goo, I would have dressed completely different. Oh god. Oh. <laughs> uh, Ju- Juilliard, I have a potion of greater healing if you want to use it. Yeah, that'd be great. And worry if you could just just pour that down my throat. I don't want to touch wait, it with wait, these goo we're hands. Taking, maybe. Uh, if we're doing a short rest, you might want to wait. Oh, yeah. Use that. Yeah. Short, short rest. In case we need it for later. Uh, no, it's okay, don't worry. I'm just gonna, just gonna sit here for a little bit and, and think about how my skin shouldn't explode oh. for a little while, and oh. it should be alright. Okay, okay, I'll save it. It's the power of a strong hero's mind, just being able to fight through the searing agony of being covered in lava goo, but hey, it's cool. Uh, let's uh, see here. I also, have... Nori, how did you learn how to do that kind of stuff? Oh, uh, well, my my dad taught it to me since I've been growing up. That's really cool. <laughs> Th- thanks, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, you should appreciate father figures and they're in their life and they teach you cool things because you, you never know when they, they might get swallowed up by a bunch of goo. Oh, I hate goo. <laughs> <laughs> Juilliard, do you think of yourself as a father figure to Nori? Does, does someone have some aloe vera? Uh, what well, I mean, I mean, I, I don't know if I'm ready to like have kids yet. You know, I mean, like that's. <laughs> oof, I'm I'm not really exactly liquid right now in terms of. Wait, wait a minute. Does, funds. Does anybody have any water on them? Yes. Can Can I see it? Can I? Absolutely. I'm gonna hand them my water flask. Okay. Um. He takes your water flask, and um. He is a water genasi, so he can shape water. Um, oh. so he kind of like pulls the water out of the, out of the flask and he starts kind of, uh, washing the, the jello off of Juilliard in hopes that it will help. Ah, uh, yes. Mm-hmm. The water. It feels so nice. Can you get behind my ears a little bit? Oh, uh-huh. yes. There it is. Okay. Okay. That's nice. And the toes in between the toes is the worst. Don't make him wash your feet. <laughs> he does. Uh, my excellent water boy (laughs) i'm very thankful so uh so my my water flash water skin is weighs five pounds so that's about you know 10 cups of water is that enough uh yeah that's plenty of water i mean like even even if it weren't that much water still it's still water he could just use it you know you don't need that much water if you can shape it you know what i mean oh that's true big big that's big big facts here cool so uh we take a short rest what are you all doing are you like napping are you drawing uh, writing juilliard's trying to dry out his clothes right now so he's he's gonna be in his skippies meditating for a little bit <laughs> <laughs> okay i am probably writing in like my journals slash which is like where i write things so that way when i write letters later i can remember it um, and then also just, you know, firing off some prayers to Salune because thankful for not dying and for the magic she gave me to help save my friends. 
Right, okay. Um, and Dartle fell asleep standing up right after he handed the water skin over. And he's uh, still asleep. Okie dokie. Nori just kind of sits and rests, being exhausted from that fight. Do we get spell slots back during a short rest? Um, wizards have the ability to do arcane recovery. Sorcerers do not get spell slots back after a rest, I think, unless you have some ability that allows you to. Okay. Um, Warlocks get I'm their spell I'm looking slots at back. D&D Beyond, and it looks like he does. Um, so one hit die. Yeah, he gets, he gets all of his spell slots back. What kind of sorcerer is he? I don't know how to answer that question. <laughs> what, what, what are you, what answer are you looking for? Is he like wild magic? Is he like a draconic ancestry? Yeah, he's draconic ancestry. Yeah. Oh, what? You got, you got dragon blood? Hey, you, you, are you a dragon? You don't look like a dragon. Hmm. I don't think he knows he's a dragon. I don't think he knows where his shit comes from until he hits level 14 he's only like yeah 13 or 14 he's young boy um <laughs> I, w- what? I i really want like a seed where like juilliard's like trying to see if <laughs> if nori can like use a breath weapon he's like all right you just kind of like burp like super hard and just like <laughs> think about like, he's not dragonborn though he wouldn't have that well, yeah, but Juilliard doesn't really know that much about, like, his own <laughs> kind. And so if, I feel like if he heard that, like, Nori had dragon ancestry, he'd get, like, really excited and see if he could do dragon things. Okay. Uh, wait, real quick. Hannah, Hannah Mullen. What's up? Uh, Nori, is there a way Dartle can tell um, what Nori's HP is like? Like, his squishability armor class? Um. Squishability is the is the technical term there. You, you did use that correctly. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I think maybe... You would do. Hmm, I'm trying to think, like maybe like a history check or an insight check. I'll do history. Um. Yeah, we'll we'll go from there. All right, that's a nineteen to tell Nori's squishability. Okay, so you know that Nori is a sorcerer, so he has a higher armor class than you. Uh-huh. Um, probably his his natural armor class is sixteen. Um, and he is beefy um, boy, and he is only level three, so he's got about half your health. Yeah, okay. about half your health. So that, that go moment go when your Janasi water boy has a higher armor class than a fully grown <laughs> dragonborn. I'm gonna go over to uh, to Nori. I'm gonna kneel down so I'm like I'm eye level with him. Yeah, he's probably taller than you are, dude. Uh, oh yeah. All right. So. I'm gonna... <laughs> Uh, I'm going to take off my cloak of gray and I'm going to wrap it around him. Aww. Um, be like, hey man, uh, we got this like 20 episodes ago. <laughs> uh, it, <laughs> it, uh, it will, <laughs> I tried to do the accent and it didn't work. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, it'll heal you for one HP for every turn in combat. Aw, that's, that's really cool. Thanks, Dartle. You're welcome. Um, so... Don't die. I, and that's it. Uh, I'll I'll try. I, I I'm gonna try to stand out of the way, so I don't get hit. So I I'll do my best. Okay. Excellent. Yes. If I am bleeding out, if you could throw this back over me, that would be awesome. Got it. Sweet. Okay. All right. All right, guys. I just made sure Nori is not gonna die. Just so everyone's clear. <laughs> 
Okay. Um, cool. <laughs> so, moving onward. Um, you have one door left. Do you want to go inside it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we wouldn't be doing our jobs if we didn't. Yeah. yeah, I think that's enough. Let's, let's just go back. Home. <laughs> let's go back I'm to done. The guild. Play risk. I'm not really feeling this whole adventure thing. Julia like, <laughs> uh, has a has an appointment with his therapist in like five minutes, so I don't know if he can really like make the fourth door, but I guess he'll just have to put that off. I guess he can get through it. <laughs> yeah, you're like with or whatever. It's like on yeah. your smartphone. <laughs> Through a stone of far speech. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, guys. I have to use this, uh, what was it called? A Skype stone to talk to her. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. Yeah. So, so Julia put his clothes back on, and then we'll... We can yes, the please do. Please do that. Um, so you guys walk into the very last door, and uh, as you walk in, you see pretty immediately there are four statues that stand before you, and all of them are made of stone. And in this order, from left to right, there is a male human, a female elf, a male dwarf, and a female dragonborn. And when all four of you step through the uh, threshold of this, uh, of this room and the door shuts behind you, they all begin to chant in unison, One, one question you ask, one imposter you seek. Once they are found, the imposter you must defeat. Answer correctly, we shall give the fourth key. Answer incorrectly, you must fight yourselves free. Mm-hmm. One question we must ask, one something we must find. Imposter, Imposter we, must we must defeat. Um, so what's the question? So chanting. I'll, I'll say it again. I'll say it again. Yes, please. Thank you. One question you ask, one imposter you seek. Once they are found, the imposter you must defeat. Answer correctly, we shall gift the fourth key. Answer incorrectly, you must fight yourselves free. Hmm. Okay. So one of these statues is an imposter, but an imposter of what? Just, just to be in a statue? One of them's not a statue. One of them's a boy. Or a creature, or whatever. Um, maybe I don't know. Can I look? Can Juilliard like examine the statues for anything like in particular? Like just like give them, give them a once over. Yeah, I mean, there's nothing weird about them. You, I'm not gonna make you roll because there's really nothing defined. It's just um, they're four stone statues, all different races, and uh, yeah, that that's pretty much it. One human, one elf, one dwarf, one dragonborn. Uh, we ask one question. Oh, I think I've seen this before, guys. We just have to ask if we ask the other statue which village they come from. What would they say? Oh. And that's how you know who's the liar and who tells the truth. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, that's a good idea. Um, so, do we need to ask a question? One question you ask, one imposter. I'm, I'm, ta- I'm not talking to you. I'm talking. I'm saying this in character, like to the people. Okay. Because, <laughs> like, you know, I mean, I have ideas, but like, I feel like we should probably all decide on what question we must ask. Um, I think the village thing makes sense. The only other variation of this riddle that I'm aware of is like, 
ask what the other one would say or something, but I don't think like, that's Or do you way. think we have to ask them if they're worthy? Ooh. Uh, worthy for... Can these uh, statues even talk? Julio, like, goes over to the Dragonborn statue and says, like, hey, are you alive? And, like, taps it with his nail. Is there is there any way Dartle, um, in all of his copious studies, would be aware of, of this sort of riddle before? The history behind it? The history behind the statues? Uh, no. So what you know about this dungeon is that it was created by the guild to, to test, uh, new, to recruit new members. So you know that this riddle was created by the guild to try to, you know, to see if new recruits are smart enough to get their way through. I have my question that I submitted to the group. Um, does anyone else have suggestions? I think that's the best option. I was trying to get Hannah Mullen to let me roll a history check for a hint, and it didn't work, so that was... Oh, this is my idea. Uh, what do you think, uh, Mr. Juilliard? Ah, uh, yes, when you went and researched the history of riddles for obscure guilds. Yeah. <laughs> it was worth a shot. Sheesh. Uh, yeah, it's always worth a shot. Um, Juilliard, like, strokes his chin, and then he, like, you know, like, looks at Dilby on his shoulder, and it's like, what do you think, Dilby? And Dilby kind of, like, chatters in his ear, and he's like, yeah... I don't know about that one. And then Dilby like chatters a little bit more and then Juliard just kinda like, That's probably a good idea and then just kind of like slinks into the like the shadows a little bit and just kinda like crouches down and starts doing a sneak. Huh. Okay. So that that's Juliard's answer. I'm gonna um I'm just gonna go up to the statue and ask, Are you worthy? All four statues chant in unison. Invalid, Invalid question. question. Damn it. And Nori comes up to the three of you and says, Do you think we should ask them something that they should all know about themselves? Oh, like what race are you? Uh, maybe. We could do that. Like what, what kind are you? Or what, is there a... Uh... Like, who are you? What who is this you? guild? What do I, you represent? I like who are you. I like who are you. Okay. Um, actually, yeah. You guys can go ahead and ask your questions. Alright, I'm gonna I'm gonna go up. Are you cool with me asking who who are you? Who are you asking it to? Which statue? Uh, it was it was like who. You are get one all... question to ask the whole crowd. Should I ask who are all of you? Or should I, ask, or should I just say which one's the imposter? I don't know. Hmm. What could we ask all of them where they could give unique answers and we could figure out who is lying? Um, so we got a male human, female elf, male dwarf, female dragonborn. I'm trying to think, like, what question we could ask them in common. If we can only, or if we're only allowed one question. Can we ask them if they're an imposter? Do you think that would work? We should ask them whether they wipe sitting down or standing up. That's always a good question <laughs> to see if someone's lying oh to you. Oh my god. Um, oh my god. I feel like the, the way to format the question is it would start with which one of you or something. Mm. I mean, we could all ask which one is the imposter. Yeah, let's do that. I'm with you. Okay, well, I asked the first time and I was wrong, so you ask now. All right, uh, Darl's going to roll up. He's like, okay, which one of you is the imposter? Invalid question. Man, uh, 
What's your favorite color? That, okay, okay, hold up. <laughs> I shout that. Invalid question. <laughs> Alright. Um, what race is each one of you? Invalid question. Okay. Uh, Dartle is out of ideas. Juilliard, what do you got? Hmm. I think I think asking their their race is a bit too obvious. Um, Juilliard asks them, "What is most valuable to you?" The human answers, "Morality." The elf answers, "Power." The dwarf answers, "Spirituality," and the dragonborn answers, "Pride." Hello, everyone. We hope you are doing well in this uncertain time. We are chugging right along over here at Guildfellows Incorporated, so let's just get into this week's announcement, shall we? Uh, Firstly, and most importantly, we want to give a huge plug to Will Savino for providing some original music for this episode. It's coming up in a little bit. It's very good. You will love it. Uh, he has a Patreon that you should go check out at patreon.com slash musicd20. That's musicd20. We will also include a link in the episode description. Thank you again, Will. It was awesome. Next, we recently had a live sneak peek episode of season two in our Discord server, which we recently opened up to anyone and everyone. It was very fun. And we want to do it again in the future. So uh, if you want to join us when we do that next time, uh, you can find that link on our Twitter page if you want to join the fun. If you want to make sure you don't miss any more announcements like that, please be sure to follow us on both Twitter and Instagram at Guildfellows because we also just finished up a dice giveaway on our Instagram page. Suffice to say, if you're not following us, you're kind of missing out. As always, make sure to rate, review, and subscribe to us on your very favorite podcast platform so we can grow and be seen by more people like you. Our next episode will be out on May 6th. We have somewhere between two and four episodes left in this season. Uh, We won't know exactly how many until we record the finale, which is coming up kind of soon. Um, But after that, we will be going into a transition period where we will be releasing a few special episodes. We'll have some guest one-shots, and we will be doing a Q&A episode with questions from you guys about season one, about our lives, about the past, whatever you want to ask us about. Our favorite color, our favorite breakfast, whatever you want to ask us about. (laughs) Nothing's off limits. Um... You can send us questions through our Twitter or our Discord server, and we will do our best to answer them when we record that special episode. And after those episodes, we will be onward to season two, which is exciting, and we are very excited to get started on it. Thank you guys so much again for sticking with us during this really rough time. This community's ability to come together and help each other out and collaborate like Will did with us just blows my mind more and more every day. (laughs) We love you all so much and we wouldn't change anything about any of this. But uh, yeah, that's all I have for today. I will see you guys on May 6th. Have I told you
told you guys about Anchor. If you haven't heard about it, let me explain. It's the easiest way to make a podcast. It's a free app that you can find in your phone's app store. It gives you creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast straight from your phone or your computer. Let it be known that you don't need a professional setup to start a podcast. Anchor distributes your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and tons of other platforms. You can make money from your podcasts with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. We use Anchor for our podcast, and as the one who edits and posts our episodes, it honestly makes my job so much easier. I really and truly love it. If you're looking to start your own podcast, I highly recommend using Anchor to do so. You can download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Um... Morality I'll vouch for the dragon board on that one. That feels right. I feel like the dragon board probably is being truthful when they say pride. I'm a little bit questioning of the dwarf saying spirituality. Not saying the dwarves can't be spiritual. It's just that like... That seem kind of racist. <laughs> well, meaning that dwarves aren't usually known to like practice... Like I, I don't know. I feel like I see like dwarf barbarians way more than I see like dwarf... like clerics you know i mean that's something it can happen it's just like it it's not usually like the the archetype but we'll say that's Stereotype? valid we'll put mm-hmm. a pin on in that we'll investigate that answer later um the uh, elf saying power interesting one as well i guess that's right, how you that's frame someone power that, like hit me hmm. um to me like elves often are um like charismatic so sorcerers or um, warlocks um, not that we have any warlocks here apparently um, but uh, they also are if you're good with people and you have you know very charismatic you could be good politically so I mean it, it at first it seems odd but elves are really good at other types of power like magic and beguiling the humans say morality is kind of interesting I like believe it on its face but also like mm, humans can be do do some morally, morally great things, but I kind of believe that morality would be important because I feel like even if yeah, you're yeah, like my dad's really nice. Yeah, like I feel like even <laughs> if you're a bad person, then like I feel like you don't. I feel like not very many people act poorly, like knowing that they're doing bad things, because I feel like people generally believe that they're doing the right thing, and so I feel like morality being important is kind of like a catch-all answer. But yeah. I don't know. I don't know anything about this statue. I don't know where he's been. I don't know. His, I don't know his life. I guess morality could be pretty important. I mean, it you is. You can important. assume that these statues are an embodiment of the whole race, a generalization of the whole race. Uh, okay, so she is asking us to to stereotype here. Okay. Um, when do we get to break off for the discussion podcast about ability scores being tied to race in D anD? I have a lot of thoughts about that. Um, that's for another time regardless I feel like Dragonborn on pride that's a really honest answer I can feel yeah. that I'm proud of my heritage don't know a lot about it I got pride I feel like that's a solid answer I believe the Dragonborn um, I don't know is there any race that we think would um, is this an imposter which means it's one thing that's pretending to be someone else is there any race that's spot on uh, would say either the other three like is there any race that's synonymous with spirituality or uh, morality or um, whatever the other one was? Power? Um, 
I mean, I kind of associate elves more with spirituality. Maybe that's my own preconceived notions, and that's not healthy, but that's kind of how I associate them. Right. And... That can't be the case in this one, because that means they're both lying and there's only one imposter. Uh. Uh, uh, uh. Um, orc might say power, although it's the, a very different type of power. Um, morality seems human. Is there... Is there... I mean, Kitsa... You're knowledgeable. Um, mm-hmm. Are there any races that are just synonymous with spirituality? Um, I don't know. I mean, I feel like I'm pretty spiritual. Yeah. Great. Now we have to figure out if we tell her she's not an elf right now. Um because <laughs> in my head I'm like I don't think tiefling is the answer we're going for for spiritual but I'm like wait a minute uh... yeah so like I guess that would apply for like elves or humans but the dwarf said it so I, I think the real answer to this riddle is that you shouldn't judge people's character traits based on what they look like yeah you know what Wait, let's give that answer okay. I, I'm with yeah. you so... first the guild imprisons dragons and now the guild is like hey we want our members <laughs> to stereotype the racial stereotypes we need to have you ask the questions, my dude. <laughs> Don't put this on the guild. You could have asked any Don't questions. Don't put this on the guild. Okay, <laughs> well, sorry. Let's... I figured. I figured asking the question, "Hey, is the guild inherently a racist institution?" probably would have been <laughs> met with an answer is invalid. <laughs> Her question is invalid. The guild with three heroines. We've got racism. We've got animal abuse. <laughs> We've got Ricky and Vicky and Clumpton. So, I'm still mad Clumpton hasn't the... showed up yet. Yeah, Clumpton as wouldn't we, judge these um, people like that. Established that we're we're dumb and bad at solving puzzles. I have turned to the player's handbook. Is that allowed? I hope so. Uh, sure. Um, so, in under Dragonborn, it says. I mean, no, uh, I kind of rescind <laughs> that because this needs to be under. This it's needs to be your own. Like Kitsa doesn't have the player's handbook on her. Okay. Okay. Darnold is still a love is a 20 intelligent learned wizard who spent 490 years being a wizard come on i mean you Asterisk. haven't rolled well, any history checks or anything i said history like 10 times okay not you said know. history about the other yeah thing. not in here <laughs> i just want to say kids is not rolling because i don't like this question i don't like the implications of its answers Okay, Dartle, again, asterisk, has spent a lot of time being a wizard, in actuality, like a year. Um, but uh, he would like to think about his history, what he knows about the races, and about um, the lore of, of the land, because, again, he has a lot of knowledge. Okay. Are you going to roll for something? I was hoping for history, Hannah Mullen. Y- yes, you can. Listen, I'm not the only one that can tell you you have to roll this. You can tell me I am going to roll this. Really? And then, oh, that's, that's not And me. then I oh, can I agree or disagree with you. Do that. I forget. I have a lot of campaigns. Good to I forget know. which ones which rules. Uh, the other one is very against that. Okay, here we go. Ready? Oh, all right. So I was trying to roll on the human, and I got an 11. Um... <clears throat> An 11? Uh, I mean, yeah. okay, I'm not going to have you roll for each thing, so okay. you can re-roll again for, like, everything, for all okay. of these races. That is a 17. Okay, so, um, 
you already know through uh, Juilliard that the the Dragonborn is probably telling the truth. Let me see how I want to phrase this. Um, you know that through your adventures and your uh, through your whole 490 years alive, uh, you've seen these <laughs> uh, you've seen these four races in um, their own environments, and you can tell that humans are more ones about um wanting to be just and moral and good and evil that sort of thing your only kind of doubts are with uh dwarves because uh you know them a little better since you are a gnome yourself you kind of know the the species that are close to your own and uh elves they they are kind of they're kind of all all across the board so it's kind of hard to, to pinpoint between those two. Um, so elves I are the really only ones to have nuanced character traits. I see how it is. A little bit of favoritism. I, I, really, I really do think it's going to be dwarves. I think that the, the dwarf is the imposter here. Um, hmm. I think that high elves especially really like power in their own. Um, in the way that the PHB describes them, from what I remember... <laughs> Just so we're clear on this is not Brendan speaking. Um, uh, and I, I think that I dwarves can be spiritual, and they are spiritual, but I'd be very, very surprised if the character description for dwarf is just very spiritual being, you know? Um, well, and the question is... is like my, my family's, like, a ton of elves, and, like, they never really looked for power. They've always just been helping other people. We can have this conversation... Um, Later. <laughs> I think your Elvis family is very wonderful, and I think that if this has taught us anything, is that racial stereotypes are harmful and untrue. And I'm sure that your dad and your mom and your siblings are very nice, Kitsa. Yeah, they're amazing. But I still think we should go with the dwarf. Yep, Julia agrees. Hey, dwarf man, you're lying. <laughs> I abstain. <laughs> I abstain. <laughs> Um, so in the chant, it said, um, once the imposter is found, the imposter you must defeat. So now... All right, let's tell some right, I'm going to start off with a big old blast. Can I just can I just go up and blow it up? Yeah, go for it. Roll to hit, okay. the, <laughs> roll to hit the statue. Okay, give me a second on which spell I should choose. Um, you know what? You know what? I, can, I, I might want to... I don't want to use the spell slot. Do I use the spell slot? Uh, okay. Yeah, I'm just you gonna... should. Oh, I guess chill. T- I forgot chill touch upgraded, so I can use chill touch now. It's going to be actually really good. Would that work on a stone thing that is not alive? Okay, fine. Firebolt. <laughs> Sheesh. Oh wait, is, are we attacking a stone? Yeah. Yeah. Oh wait, then I should do it. Okay. Okay. I'll use shatter. Nice. Um, Dartle like gonna... puts his hand back in his pocket. <laughs> I am going to cast Shatter. Um, so the stone must make a constitution saving throw. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, okay. If it can. That's a 14. Oh, it has disadvantage. Oh. Uh, that's an 8. Okay, so it takes 3d8 thunder damage. Okay, well, I'm not going to count damage on it. You shatter it. And uh, it blows up, 
and the rest of the statues begin to dissolve and go into the ground and uh, the remaining pieces and dust and uh, sand and rock that's on the ground go towards the middle of the floor and form to make the final key, the triangle Ooh. one. Okay. Ooh. So now you have the final key. All right. Um, I'm gonna go Remember, kids, if a dwarf tells you that he's really spiritual, you should attack him immediately because he's, he's a liar. <laughs> Blow him into a million pieces <laughs> because it's his fault. Does this guild have human resources? I feel like we need to do some sensitivity training for our dungeons. <laughs> for whoever the dungeon designers are. The riddle masters. These uh -huh. interns, man, they really <laughs> are living in... Interns? In, in a, yeah, I, I, I'm assuming these were put together by the guild interns. I mean, like, come on. Isn't that us? Yeah, you're right. I'm sure the guild went, let's go just take our interns to make the security precautions around our most prized possession. I mean, does it not? I, I mean, we have slimes and we have racial stereotypes. I mean, that is some <laughs> intern no-pay bullshit if I've ever seen it. <laughs> All right, I'm going to go and I'm going to grab the key, Anna Mullen. All right, you grab yeah. the key. Now you Let's have... assemble them in the lock. Yeah, so you uh, head back into the lobby area, mid-big room area. Uh, and gently, you place all four keys into the final door, the fifth door in the middle. The, uh, the keys glow, each brilliantly with a different color, and uh, the door slides open. And I assume you go inside. Yes. So, you walk inside, and you uh, are in a cylindrical room, similar to the one from the second door you entered through. And as soon as all four of you cross the, the threshold, it closed, the door slides back closed loudly behind you. And uh, before you can do anything else, the room starts to fill with water quickly. All of you, roll perception. Nori! Nori! Help! Do something! Shape the water! That is a 14 for me. Okay. 13 for me? Okay. That is a uh, seven, Dartle. He's not very wise. Oh, no, that is a four. Oh, man. Okay, so uh, Kitsa and Juilliard, you, well, all of you together are being very quickly pushed up to the ceiling, and you don't have a whole lot of time. The, the room is only about 50 or 60 feet tall. It's like a, it's like a gush of water uh, below you that's pushing you up, and you, both of you notice that there is a symbol on the ceiling and on the ground. They are both the same diamond shape symbol. Okay, so Juilliard's gonna swim towards the bottom and try to mess with the symbol that's on the floor. Okay, I'm gonna have you roll athletics to do that. Yes, baby, that's what I wanted. Okay, um, <laughs> that's a 22. Okay, yeah, so was that a natural 20 or no? No, no, you have, like, plus seven. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> so, um, so you swim down to the bottom, and you are able to push your hand down on the, the symbol on the ground, and you see that when you push that symbol, the, uh, the same symbol on the ceiling starts to open. But if you take your hand off of this, off of the ground, it starts to close again. Um, if I cast 
mage hand and press on the symbol on the ground, does it do the same thing? Uh, yeah, it does the same thing. Yeah, so like as long as you keep something uh, pressurized on this uh, pressure plate, it will stay open. Okay, I will keep the mage hand. Okay, um, so you guys are almost at the top now. The water is rushing up to the ceiling and it's kind of a small hole, so you have to like fit in through it. You get up to the ceiling, Nori goes through first because he's the smallest and he climbs up into the next room and he helps you all up get through. Juliard, are you back up at the top? Did you leave it behind or are you still at the bottom? Uh, so does it, is it like closing if I, if we like take our pressure off of it? Well, Kitsu used her mage hand, so the mage hand is on it right now. Okay. Um, but we, we both have to be pressing on the symbols to get out, right? No. No, you did it on the your own. The mage hand is pressing and on the bottom symbol and the top symbol is the door, so. Yeah. You're, oh, you're free to okay. move. Okay. Um, yeah, so I swim up and, and try to get my breath. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, you guys all uh, swim up through the, the hole in the ceiling. Um, Amelia, are you going to keep it pressed or are you going to take the... Yeah, I'm going to keep it pressed until I get through. Okay, yeah. Yeah, all of you are through, um, and the water starts rising up into the room a little bit once all of you are through, because the thing is still open. I mean, once we all get through, it's, I, I dissipate the mage hand. Okay. And then the uh, the plate that you came through uh, slowly seals itself shut. And so now, uh, you're pushed into a new room through the hole in the ceiling, and inside there is nothing. You don't see anything, but there is no other door. There's no other, like, magic spell that you can tell, at least. There's nothing here. Hmm. Nice. Uh, now what? Hello? I shout into the room. The room echoes back. Hello? Oh, that's cool! Okay, Dardle's the coolest adventurer ever! Dardle's the coolest adventurer ever! <laughs> Is it a dark room? No, there is um, a light coming through through the ceiling. Hmm. Um, through the ceiling, huh? Uh, yeah, it's just a small hole in the in the ceiling. Uh, that light's coming. That sunshine's coming through. Hey, Nori, uh, what do you think about this? Uh, I don't know. Maybe there's some sort of magical spell. Um, I am going to cast Detect Magic. Good plan. Okay, what do you, what does that allow you to see? Hold on, I'll pull it up so I can give you the exact thing. In short, I get to Detect Magic, but I sense the presence of magic within 30 feet of you. If you sense magic in this way, you can use your action to see a faint aura around any visible creature or object in the area that bears magic, and you learn the school of magic, if any. It can penetrate most barriers, but is blocked by one foot of stone, an inch of common metal, a thin sheet of lead, or three feet of wood or dirt. So I also, like, when I have this up, just in case the room is, I'll just, like, move around the room, see if I feel anything. Okay, yeah, so you cast that, and you uh, see that there is something in the, right in the middle of the room, and the, um, the school of magic that it is from is illusion. Mm. Okay. Dartle, you're a wizard. 
Um, yes. Uh, would I be familiar with this sort of uh, illusion? Would I know the arcana behind it and how, perhaps how to solve it if um, Kitsa described what she detected to me? Well, all I can tell you is that there's illusion magic from this area. Yes. Um, That's all I got. I'm very good with Arcana, Hannah Mullen. Could I perhaps... Uh, do you know illusion magic? Uh, do I? Uh, I have Press of Digitation, which is illusion. I also have uh, Disguise Self, which is illusion. Okay. Um, and that might be... It. What are you hoping to accomplish? Uh, just how to unillusion. <laughs> I mean, like, Disillusion. do you have a spell that can do that? Um, he wants to cast. He wants to use an arcana check to cast identify. Yes. I mean, will that not tell you the same thing? No, I was, I was making a joke. Oh well. Yeah. Uh, I was just hoping that. Like Erwin, you know what it is, you just don't. Yeah, I've like, got plus know. eight to arcana. I was just hoping that could get us out of this. I don't think I have anything else. Um, I don't have the spell magic. If I walk up to where I know the illusion is coming from and, like, put out my hands, do I feel anything? Yeah, you kind of feel like a a wave of energy as you, you know, put your hands through it. Can Juilliard intimidate the illusion away? <laughs> intimidate the illusion? Yeah, just do a yell at it until it, like, says sorry and stops being an illusion. Um, you can try. All right, I'm gonna roll for it. Okay. If I get a natural twenty, you have to you have to let me do it. Uh, that's not how that works. But you can roll. Roll to your heart's content. Well, I got a three, so <laughs> no, so it doesn't do anything. Um, All right, J- Juilliard like is about to shout at it. He's like, "Hey, illusion!" And he coughs up some more water. Um, Kitsa, roll investigation for me. Ah, shit. Oh, I'm not bad at investigation. That's an eight. Okay, so... I rolled really low. With that, as you're, like, kind of moving your hands through this, uh, this wave of energy, you can see behind it, opposite, um of where you came in the room that there is a small floating rock on the other on the other side of the room i'd like to go inspect the floating rock okay um you look at it it is a small um semi-transparent uh gem shaped in a pyramid it's blue and it seems to be it also has that same uh aura coming from it, from your detect magic spell. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's just floating there, and it looks like it's directly facing where the uh, where the image is coming from. And it's still, like, illusion magic? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And is it, in the middle of the room just looks empty, right? Yes, except for the aura that you right. put there. Yeah, because yeah. of my, the vibes. If I, like, touch the rock and, like, cover it, does that do anything? What are you doing specifically? Are you just like, it's like small enough to fit in your hand? Is that what you're doing? Or are you yeah. just like grabbing it? Yeah, I'm going to grab it out of the air. Okay, as soon as you do that, uh, the illusion fades away. And uh, in the middle of the room, you see uh, the orb. You see Tarbolti 
it's the thing that you came here for, and it's sitting on a pedestal. It looks almost as it did when you found it the first time. And, uh, Nori sees it. Uh, and he says, Whoa, what is that thing? Uh, don't worry about it. It's just, it's just a sword. Um, Dartle's gonna walk over to it, and he is going to grab it. Okay. You got it. Pick it up, and then walk away slowly. Yep, you got it. It's very big for you. (laughs) It's like you, it's like, it's bigger than a basketball. So, like, if you can imagine Dartle in, like, a proportion to that. Wow. He's going to be using, uh, like, most of his arms, I think, to hold it. Dartle's struggling with it. I got it, guys! Uh, It's right here! Do we want to put it in the bag of holding? That way people can't scry on it or anything? Yeah. Dartle's going to put it in the bag of holding. Okay. So you have now retrieved Tarbulti, the thing that you are on this journey for. And uh, next to the pedestal, there is a shimmering portal that appears after you have taken it off the pedestal, and it shows you a faded view of the outside where you first came in, to the chambers. And you exit. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Coriant has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Coriant has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Coriant's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Coriant.com. Save big money now on new siding from LP Smart Side at Menards. Update and beautify your home with your choice of 13 timeless colors of pre-finished engineered siding. It's durable and includes a Sherwin-Williams factory finish paint warranty that means no painting for years to come. View our entire selection of siding from LP Smart Side today. And don't forget to check out our flyer on Menards.com for all the great deals happening now. Save big- 